Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hello, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Suzanne, we are by ourselves today. We haven't done that <laughs> we all summer. The kids. Yeah. <laughs> if you've been with us in the summer, we did a um, Who Knows Your Kids Best podcast series and go back and listen to that. It's awesome. You get to hear from all seven of our kids as we uh, talk to them. It was so much fun. It was just so much fun to get to visit with them. And I actually think that I learned something about every single one of them in the podcast. And so you might not be doing a podcast with your children, but have a conversation with them. You know, have a conversation. Act like you are. Yeah, act like you are. (laughs) We'll loan you our microphones. It'll be a lot of fun. Actually, we'd record you, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And remember with that series, we were trying to talk to you about how to parent your different children by listening to our different children. Who knows your kids best? We want you to know your kid best. And we want you to be able to parent them better because you know them best. And so that led us to creating this new series that we're going to talk about. And it's the Parent to God series because we realized as we were talking to all of our kids that we could not have done it if we hadn't had a relationship with God. We would not be in the relationship that we are with them if our relationship with God had been yeah. Wayne. Well, we and, Wayne, and, and, and we Wayne. yeah we call we're calling this series pursuing. God. Yeah. And the pursuit, the reason we call it pursuing God is if you go to our literature, uh, one of our main diagrams we have is called our crazy cool family house. And we have three commitments that every, we want every parent to make. This is all in our base camp. It's in our book. Everywhere we go, we have three commitments and the three commitments are pursue God, build relationships and create culture. And the, well, and so you say, well, if I'm building relationships, my relationship with God, why don't you put it? Well, we elevate, we, we talk about all the relationships in your home, but we take the pursue God one and we put it at the top of the house. Why? Because it is the most important relationship you have in your home. Well, and it, that's what it's all about. That's why we're here on this earth to glorify God. And how do we glorify God? By having a relationship with him. He came to the garden to hang out with Adam and Eve because he wanted to have a relationship mm-hmm. with them. And fast forward 2,000 plus years to today, and he still wants to have a relationship with us like he did with Adam and Eve. Well, and so often, okay, parents, see if you relate to this, but... With the busyness of life, kids, family, sports, band, extracurricular. laundry, yard, the list goes on and and on. And we love our children and we are are committed to our careers. We're committed to our church. Well, guess what goes to the back burner is the relationship with God, which is actually the most important thing that we do every day. And we know that. But we got to be challenged. And, and really, it also comes down to there's a spiritual battle going on. Right. And the enemy wants to sideline you and me by distracting us and making us do the unimportant thing, making the unimportant things important and the important things unimportant. Mm-hmm. So, so let us start out 
by just giving you a few phrases that we, you're going to hear a lot we're gonna, over the next uh, several weeks as we, and we're going to have some speakers in this. I mean, it's going to be a really, really fun series. Before you go into the statements, uh-huh. though, because they're so, they, they are pivotal. I mean, if you have a chance, grab a piece of paper, write them down. If you're used to our information, then you, they will sound familiar to you, yeah. but it, they're great reminders. But before you talk about those, I just want to go back to pursue God. I want to, I want to break down the word pursue for just a second and just know that God is pursuing us. He's always pursuing us. And a lot of the times the picture that I have is God's pursuing me and I'm not even facing him. I'm headed away from him. And so to pursue God literally just means to turn around. Right. Turn around and look at him. Turn around and, and give him some time, some attention, some some of what you have in your life, because that's what he's giving to you. He's given yeah. his whole life for you. So to pursue God, that's what we're talking about, to turn around, pay attention to him. Yeah. And just as a friend, as a mentor, as, as, as a, a guide, father, all, as a yeah. creator. You know, yes. And so often, um, even before, I'll have one other thing before I say <laughs> this thing, is, you know, uh, one of the revelations God's given me over the last couple of years is to call God Papa, mm-hmm. that that to picture myself, you know, the, the Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want to picture myself as a, as a sheep. And we tend to think of sheep as dumb, but not dumb. They're not really that dumb an animal. They're just compared to the shepherd they are. You know, the shepherd is a person, you know, you, and, and now I've got grandkids. And so, you know, I picture my three-year-old saying, Pops, Pops, what are we going to do? Pops, you you control my world, Pops. Yeah, what can we go do? You yeah. walk in the room. And they yeah. know that that Pops is going to give them life and energy and he's going to he's going to buy them ice cream and and he's going to, you know, he he's he's he protects, you know, if I'm with Pops, every, it may not be he's true. Hold my hand when we cross the street. Yes. He's going to catch me when I come exactly. down the slide. And I just yeah. and and just the picture of walking along with God as my papa, as you know, and, and that realizing that he's got me, he's so got good. it. He, he's, he's good. And so whether that be the sheep to the shepherd or the, the little boy or girl to the father, he calls himself father for the reason. In fact, one of the statements we say, you got, you got your journal out, you got, you're ready to write <laughs> things down. Just a few statements there that says one, we say the best fathers and mothers are first sons and daughters of the king. You are no longer an orphan. You are a child of the king, Romans 8 tells us. We are, we are privileged. Mm-hmm. We are royalty. We, we are, are chosen. We are chosen and you are a child of the king. And so the more you act like the child of the king and stop acting like an orphan, the best fathers and mothers are first sons and daughters of the king. Um, Suzanne, tell them the next one. So the best thing you can do for your family is to present them the healthiest version of yourself. So to be your healthiest version. And I think that that's something we have learned along the way, which has been really good. What does it mean to be healthy? Well, what we're talking about today is to have a healthy relationship with God, to depend on him, to need him, to have him take care of our needs physically, emotionally, spiritually, to be there for us. So the best thing you can do for your family and the best thing, you know, so we think about now I need to serve them. Jim, I'm, I just sneezed. I'm sorry. I've never, bless I, you, Don. I don't think I've ever sneezed on a podcast before, but I just did. So first time for everything. So the best must be the enemy because he doesn't want me to say this statement. But the, the best um, father, um, the best thing you can do for your family is to present them the healthiest version of you. You have a res- parents. 
you have a responsibility and and to your spouse to your kids to be healthy we do we have i mean that yes that's our goal and so what does that look like and whether you are okay dads i'm traveling all the time with my job moms i have two a three-year-old and a two-year-old and an infant at home i don't have uh, you know um sorry sorry but you still you know we still have this uh because it's best for us it's best for our family and we want to do what's best for our family so um and so we're going to talk a little bit about that how to be your healthiest best self in this relationship with god but you're just going to hear us that we're we're healthily challenging you. Healthily, is that even a word? We are. It is please, now. Please now that hear, you said it. Please hear it as a healthy challenge to you. Not not a not an obligation, but it's an opportunity, an invitation for more in your life. Um, so uh, the next one's this. Your example is more important than your instruction. That how you act is more important than what you say. And so if we, you know, we tell parents all the time, if you're an angry person, you're going to be an angry parent. If you're a generous, loving person because God's filled you up, that's going to overflow into your family and your family will follow your example much more than they'll follow your instruction. Yeah. And how that applies to pursuing God is if your kids get up and they see you hanging out with God, then that's going to be a pathway created in their brain for them. Oh, that's what you do. Oh, that's what you do. When you get to be bigger and you can read, then you get up and you spend time with God versus when you, they never see you do that. And they get old enough for, to have time to hang out with God on their own. And you're constantly saying, get your Bible out, read your Bible. That's what you do first thing in the morning. And they're like, well, I've never seen you do that before. (laughs) You know, we were, we were at a small group uh, a few days ago and we were talking to some parents of middle schoolers. And, um, you remember the lady that just prayed all the time? Yeah, and and then she she just and the, and, and yeah. she prayed and, and as an example she God had touched her heart she believed in the power of prayer mm-hmm. and she it's prayed beautiful. well guess what her kids prayed mm-hmm. and so she had two middle schoolers and they would call her and say mom we need to pray about this mm-hmm. because this is happening or whatever or mom I prayed about this and it worked or yeah I was out on the at the outfield and I was praying and I got the you know I got the play I mean and so and I was so I talked to her after our, the small group and I just said well done I mean good and faithful servant because what you're doing is you are showing an example of relationship of talking to the father and your kids are they're not going to go back they're going to talk to him because they're de- they're learning to depend on him and to need him and to value and honor and to choose God to go to God instead of going to their friends or instead of going to a coach or anybody else they're going to go to their heavenly father first so and so valuable. let's let's wrap up this section of the podcast with um our key verse for crazy cool family which is Matthew 22 37 through 40 they asked Jesus they said hey Jesus they're trying to trick him actually it's a fascinating chapter to read because they go through all these uh, tricks they try to do with him and Finally, they said, okay, Jesus, what's the most important commandment? Because there's 600 of them. We're, we're, we're bound to get you to screw up this one and, right. and, and give you some. And he said, actually, there's two. Um, and the first one is this. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Some translations say with all your strength. Um, in other words, Love God. With everything you've got. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Love God with everything you've got, with every aspect of your being, with who you are. When we pursue God like that, that's that's how you're your healthiest, best self. And what I want to do, what I want to transition to now, what we want to transition to right now is to kind of 
flip it of why we would do that. So, you know, um, a lot of times, for, but a lot of us, we were just, we had, if you go back to the podcast with Maddox, which was a few weeks ago, our, our sixth child, um, I'll give you the order so you can go and figure it out where it is in the podcast deal. He said, I had a picture of God as an harsh, angry God who was always telling me I wasn't doing enough, basically. I, I don't, he didn't say it exactly like that, but right. my translation's not bad. And, um, and I think a lot of us picture God like that. And so why do I want to talk to that God? Because when I do, there's condemnation, there is, um, there's not, there's lack of approval. I feel like I'm always doing something wrong. Well, that's not, the way God is. I mean, and, and so what I want to flip to is... Well, it is, goes back to even you were describing your papa and pops yeah. and how the grandbabies see you. That lines right up with what you're saying, that well, that's I, who God is. And that we're a child of the king. Yes. That we are, we, are, we are a child of a beloved king. He is our beloved father and he adores us. In fact, God, did you realize that God sees you the same way he sees Jesus? And when that revelation, you know, when we talk about parenting, I talk about parenting in decades because I'm on the, we're on our fourth decade of parenting now. We've been married for 30 years. We're just beginning our fourth decade. And in the first decade, I didn't like my relationship with God a lot because I was always trying to perform and I wanted my kids to perform. I wanted everybody to do what was right. And we were on a performance track and it was exhausting. And about the middle, maybe beginning the middle of the second um, decade for me, somebody, I never will forget it. One of my mentors gave me a cassette tape, if, if you'll, that will date me. But I mean, it was a cassette tape by a guy named John Lynch, and it was on grace. And for the first time, I saw that God loved me just because he created me, he loved mm -hmm. me. He loved me with all my mistakes. He loved me with all my bruises, with all my wounds, with all my warts. And, and he loved me even though I failed as a father and as a husband sometimes. And, and he, he just loved me. You know, as, um, you know, there's Romans 8, 1, there's no condemnation for those who are in Jesus. And it really transformed my relationship with God. It made me really want to spend time with him. You know, and it also made me understand more about the value of relationship, not only with him, but in our home and how I needed to learn how to do relationship with him so I could learn better how to do relationship in the home. Yeah. And I think so. I mean, so many, I've seen it so many times and I did it as well, that as humans, we take our human experience and we apply it to God and we apply it to that relationship with God. So we just assume that our heavenly, that our heavenly father is like our earthly father. And I just remember somewhere along the way, someone saying that they're not break that tie. They're different. They're they're. I mean, it almost makes me wish that we didn't have the same word father because it can be very confusing, especially if you have a father who's not like heavenly, who's not godly, who doesn't love the Lord, or who is not a good example of what God looks like. And so if that's your, um, if that's maybe one of the reasons that you have separated from your heavenly father, because your earthly father didn't connect you well, um, I just encourage you to dismiss, redefine, dismiss your heavenly father as connected to your, you know, your earthly father is connected to your heavenly father and redefine who God is. He's the creator. He's the father. He's 
he's what we've been you know talking about he's the lover of your soul he he wants what's he's for you he's not against you he's on your side he wants what's best for you and unconditionally loves you I mean it goes on and on and on do a study if you need to to know who God is who you say God is and dig into your brain and see where you've defined him maybe misdefined him Mm -hmm. as your earthly as your heavenly father and to flip it for your family the reason I think God calls himself father one of the reasons is because then he wants you as a parent to see yourself as this father or mother and you're going to start out by giving identity we the love of the father as a as the king the the common term you hear today is identity that God gives you identity and and the and he gives you the identity of love of unconditional love that you are a child of the king and you can act in confidence well guess what if you have that identity then you can give you can be the father and or mother that gives your kids that identity and that's the way God designed it mm-hmm. but but we know that so often it didn't happen with our families and so but we can change that legacy and so but first you got to go back and get your identity from from God and get the right identity and like Suzanne was saying redefine it mm-hmm. and that's what um, that's what happens when you pursue your relationship with God and so then, okay, so we've talked a lot about these concepts, and we've talked a lot about identity. Let's now delve into the how. Practically, you've got, you know, three kids under the age of five, or you're, you know, got a very demanding job, or you're super involved in church, or whatever, or all of the above, and you go, or, you know, the kids are playing select baseball, or whatever it is. How do you how do you have time with God? How do you pursue the relationship with God? And we're going to kind of just spend a lot of the next um, several minutes of the podcast just talking about that. So, um, you know, Suzanne, what would you uh, jump into with that? Well, uh, it's, it's time. I mean, that's the, we want to make it complicated and we want to jump through all the hoops and we want to say all the reasons and excuses why, but reality is to pursue God is time. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, pre-kid where you spent an hour, you know, at a devotional and it was lovely and you, the, the house was clean and you could listen to worship music and you got up before, you know, that, that might not happen in the season of small children, but you can, you can still, it, you, you, it's just time. I mean, just to, to hang out any relationship that you have. And we say it all the time is if there if the relationship is broken or messed up or, or whatever is wrong if there's something wrong with a relationship if you apply time to it then it will strengthen the relationship and by all means that is the case with god and so many times like you said in the very beginning that we get caught up in all the stuff and we don't we don't give god any time and he doesn't require a certain amount of time he'll take any minute you give him anywhere any time it doesn't it doesn't have to be you know locked in your bedroom with your bible and your worship and whatever it can be in the car it it can be anywhere so that's yeah, one that's one thing that I would just encourage you ca- take captive your time and give some of it to God. And one of the things a, a corollary to that statement that or that um, what you just said is is that I think that we tend to um, how can I say this that we tend to follow the people who write things about time with God tend to be disciplined people. 
And so we all we tend to think, oh my goodness, if I don't if I don't wake up at five o'clock in the morning and right. and and spend time with God for forty seven minutes, you know, and if I don't memorize this scripture and 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 you know what I think is. There's and that's all, a great formula for those of you that are. It, it, that, it, that but there's all for. kinds of different personalities, and so um, I, I think what we and so you and there's all kinds of different uh, discipline styles, and there's all kinds of different. You know, some people like you know if you for example if you were to see Suzanne and I our journals. Um, mine's going to be with bullet points. It's going to have, you know, oh, I like this scripture. And God said this phrase to me, Suzanne's got flowers on it. And well, she's dry, drawn. I'm visual. And yeah. so I, I get images from God exactly. all the time. And so, so yeah, so that's jur- what I put in there. <laughs> but now there is not going to be, so my journal is not good or bad. Yeah. Suzanne's journal is not good or bad. But you know what? If neither one of us had a journal, that's not good. You know, I mean, in terms of because it is good to write things down. And, and what I'm talking about is like those are things we're taking not only our personal journal, but just like taking notes from the message. And and there's certain good things, you know, how you spend time with God is is between you and God. Is it is it better? Is it good to be consistent? But and is, is that good? Yes. But if that doesn't work for you in that season, it doesn't excuse you a lot of times because we're not consistent. We don't do it. Yeah. And so that's yeah. not the that's not acceptable. You know, if you will, it's not a good thing, but how you do it is open to interpretation. Yeah, and just I mean, just as a reminder to you if you've not spent time with God in a little while, just know that when you do that it, he gives you identity in those in that time. He he tells you that he loves you. He shows you something about yourself or something about a relationship or something about something you're struggling with. He he gives insight and wisdom. He'll give peace. He gives joy. I'm constantly constantly having encounters with God when I pay attention to him. Yep. And for some people, you know, I was talking to someone the other day that just says, I love reading scripture. I just read scripture all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's great. You know, I I was thinking back to the last year of my time with God. I have um, memorized scripture sometimes. I've read all of the Psalms in the last year, uh, read the whole Bible. And we we were so weird as a family. We read the whole Bible in a month, which was, uh, that was in January. And we've never done that before. I don't know if I'll ever do it again. Oh, but. yes, we will. We'll do it again in January. It was so know. beneficial. It was so hard. It was, it was so good. Was and you're so like, hey, hard. there's no way. But it, yeah, I mean, you're just doing it a lot. But I've also uh, read books sometime, you know, um, oh, for sure. right now, the last few weeks, I've been going through an app and going through like a 10 minute devotional in the morning and night. So whatever that looks like, some people would say, no, I've read scripture all year, or I've read and memorized scripture, or I, you know, I think we don't get away. I think one of the principles is just like we said, you know, you spend time with God is you need to be in scripture. So I don't think you can, you know, you, you shouldn't always be in books or always be, but sometimes it's listening to a podcast or it's listening to a, whatever that is. And, and I believe I like varying it up. Some people like more consistent approach. And so whatever that is for you, again, what's that time? 
And, and what are you going to do to move your relationship with God forward? Yeah. And so with that, with books and scriptures and things outside with, with, with books and, and podcasts and all that things outside of scripture, to me, that is just somebody else's experience with God that they're sharing with me. Mm-hmm. And so I love to, I love to experience other people's experiences, but I also have a front row seat to my own experiences. Yeah. And so I don't want to cut myself short, cheat myself of having those experiences with God by only reading other people's experiences. And so I just encourage you to, yeah, by all means, read that, listen to that, do that. You know, sermons are, you know, on every, you know, you can listen to every sermon from every church now, thanks to COVID, you know, they're all online, but also get your own personal experience. This summer, and I think uh, another couple of ideas with that is one, following along with what your church is doing. You know, and so like, for example, our church encourages, the reason we read the Psalms was because our church encouraged us to read the Psalms. So um, I'm going through this transition period in my life. uh, And um, I, all of a sudden I read Psalm 40 and um, Psalm 41 through three. And it said, um, you know, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit. He set my feet on a rock. He gave me a firm place to stand. And uh, he put a new song in my mouth. And I, I, and I read that scripture and, and it said, many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. And in this new season of life, as we're expanding our ministry, I said, that's my verse. And so I, obviously I memorized it. And, and I've dwelled and I started to dwell on that and speak it into my life. So because I read scripture, I found that verse and it was like, that's where God is speaking to me to give me encouragement. One, he loves me. He's pulling me out of the pit. He's giving me a firm place to stand. And as we move into this ministry, many are going to be impacted by it. Okay, game on. Let's go. It gives me encouragement. It gives me confidence, gives me uh, life. That's how speaking with God or in, and talking with God um, encourages your heart. And so, you know, whatever that is, I've also been encouraged by this app I just did. And, and God's spoken to me about some identity things. You know, one of the things, Suzanne, that I would love for you to share is you were talking about how, and, and we're going to transition in a little bit to involve our kids, but also just different seasons that during the seasons of the kids, and I think this is, speaks especially to moms, um, you kind of changed the way you, you spent time with God as your kids grew up. Yeah, so practical ways to connect with God. I think that... Um, that looks so different in a mother's life. If if you can get up before the kids and make that make time happen with the Lord, I would say that's ideal. I never could, <laughs> <laughs> especially if I was up nursing all night with yeah. a baby or something like that. Like every minute of sleep was so valuable to me. And so one of the things that I did, like when I had little kids and I, and I've told so many mom groups about this to not, not abandon the relationship with God and not even abandon scripture, but to make it convenient. And so I would do, I would hang out with God along the way. I mean, throughout the day, which I think he calls us to do anyway. I don't think he wants us to just spend one hour with him and then never talk to him or look at him again until the next morning where we spend an hour with him. And so I would have a Bible on the kitchen table and I would have a devotion 
emotional in the bathroom because I knew for sure I would be in the kitchen and the bathroom throughout the day with my littles. And um, while I'm cooking, I or would... Or by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I would definitely... Sometimes I could go to the bathroom by myself with littles. <laughs> you get me, Mom? Um, so in the kitchen, I would open up the scriptures and um, usually it usually was always the Psalms because that's about all that I had space for in that season. And I would read a Psalm while I was cooking. And if there was a child there, then I would read it out loud to the child. Um, listen to what God has to say to us today. Or in the bathroom, when I, anytime I went to the bathroom, I had a devotional and I would just read through that. I mean, another way along the way is worship music in the car. So valuable. That is a mm, great really way good. to get God into your life, into your presence. There's, um, Music is so moving and it's so connecting. The Psalms are all music or all songs written to connect us to God. So that was, that's one of the ways I would do that with, I had little kids. And, and just, uh, you know, I, I think the worship music's really cool. And as an ancillary benefit to that, all of our kids love worship music. Every one of them. And I really believe that at least one factor is that Suzanne always had worship music going in the car, not all the time, but consistently, I would say. Well, and then, you know, modern technology lives. now, you guys have got Alexa in your house, yeah. so you can say, Alexa, play worship music. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. If you feel like you're losing the battle with your kids, if they're winning and they're throwing fits or something, an atmosphere changer is to play worship music mm -hmm. in your home. Um, and then just the middles, you know, if you've got those little elementary school kids to middle school, you know, somewhere around there, then um, one of the ways that kind of would I would hold myself accountable to make sure that I was in God's word is I would share with them what I'm learning or make sure that I'm praying. Hey, you're not going to believe what God told me today. Or look at that. Can you believe this sunshine? Did you know that the rainbow is a promise that God has given us? And so to constantly be talking with my children about what God was doing in my life that gave me a motivation, even though it didn't, I perceived I didn't have the time to hang out with God. I wanted to give to them what God had given to me. And so I wanted to be in, in God's presence. Yeah. And if you don't have anything to share, chances are you're not spending time with God. You yeah. know, I mean, that kind of is a red flag. Yeah. And then when they're, when they got even bigger, which we think, with children, we think that when they're older that I'm going to have more time, but it's actually a facade. You actually have the same amount of time no matter what, and it's <laughs> still filled up no matter what. I mean, you're, you you get into that chauffeur role, and you get into that going from activity to activity role when they're big. You're not at home in the four walls anymore with the littles. You With the bigs, you're going and doing, and so there... That's when I, that what motivated me to hang out with God in those seasons was to invite my kids to the, to, to do that too. Hey, let's read this, you know, chapter together. Let's talk about this. Let's listen to this sermon together. Let's, let's process what the you know pastor said in church on Sunday and to invite them in, which in turn helps them have their own relationship. Well, and I, I, think, I just, God. I wanted to bring that out because I think it's fascinating how, you know, different people connect with God and provide accountability. You know, for me, um, I did that some, but she was with the kids all day. You know, one of the things for me was just doing men's groups mm -hmm. with our church. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, I have, have consistently been so connecting with either mentors or maybe mentors outside the church, mentors within the church, but also men's group within the church. And it provided me an accountability. I didn't want to go to that men's group and say, 
ah, you know, <laughs> really hadn't. Uh, I haven't hung out yeah, with God at all. Yeah, you know, and, and usually I was, might have been leading the group, mm-hmm. which meant that, uh, you know, I was like, okay, I had to, pr- you know, provide that example for the group as well as, um, you know, for uh, for myself and my family. And um, so, you know, I, I think that, and, and I think as the kids got bigger, I've definitely also adapted, you know, hey, let's, um, participated with Suzanne when she challenged us to do something or, you know, just the other day, I, was, I told you I was reading this app and um, it's actually a John Eldridge app called pause. And he's got a, um, a 30 minute deal in there or 30 day deal called resilient, which is really powerful. But, um, but I just, you know, I, I saw McCade coming in from working out and I was like, Hey, come here. Hey, I, I just, you know, you don't have to do this, but it's would be a good challenge for you. There's a 30 day deal. I really, it's really speaking to my heart. And he's like, Hey, okay, I think I'll do that or whatever. And I said, it may really help you as you're going into the school year or whatever. So uh, just inviting them into things, uh, then it gives you something to talk about with your kids. How do you pursue, you know, once you're pursuing your relationship with God, now you can use that to pursue your relationship with your kids or with people you're mentoring or whatever it is. Yeah, I just think in our world today, we're so quick to talk about, you know, the sports teams or the actresses, the movie stars, the new song that's out, the restaurant. We're so quick to talk about the things of this world. And so when we talk about the things of God, when we talk about our relationship with God, that I I would say is the most valuable, I think. With our kids. uh, Yeah, with anybody, actually, (laughs) with absolutely anybody, because it brings glory to God. It elevates that relationship it makes it the most important of all relationships and so i just encourage you to you know make the time and the space for god and talk about him talk about one of the questions that we talk about with our kids and each other all the time or what's god doing in your life right now and so we ask you what's god doing in your life right now yeah, that's good and what would you, what would you say if this if you were on the mic across from me how would you answer what is god doing in your life right now i'm always she's laughing at me because i'm over here trying not to sneeze again <laughs> i don't know why i've never again never and i'm like in the sneezing fit but i'm trying to hopefully it's not taking away <laughs> from you've our, done good the, the last two we ho- didn't hear yeah hopefully i'm not <laughs> taking away from your podcast joy um but let's so let's as we land the plane on this one um can you see that we are throughout the next several podcasts we want to encourage you to make time and space for god as you enter into this new season you know, we're, we're starting school, everything, you know. Um, hey, you've got new rhythms. You've got a new, I mean, I love it that God resets our seasons for us, spring, summer, winter, fall, and there's different things. It's almost like a, a, a new start. Oh, we can, we can have a new pattern. And so we encourage you in this new pattern of school starting. Maybe the kids aren't there. Maybe you've got a little extra time um, to pursue God, to turn around and look at him. Yeah, and I think you're going to really like it because you get into it and God just meets you there. God's going to meet you there. He's going to encourage you. Um, you know, uh, one of the things, if you if you just want to start somewhere, go read Romans 8. Read Romans 8 because it, it starts out with, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So you get to receive the identity of God that says, He sees you just like Jesus. He loves you. Later on in that passage, it's going to talk about how we are no longer orphans, but we are children of the King, that we are we are no longer slaves, that we are. It's just so powerful that um, what if what if we didn't feel like we were orphans? What if we really walked 
as sons and daughters of the king and walked in faith and walked in acceptance and walked in love. Have you ever, you know, so often when I pray right now, it's like, God, I love you and I want to receive your love because that there's, that is so powerful, but so hard to, you know, in so many ways, it's got to penetrate through so many wounds, Mm -hmm. so many things in our life, just receiving the love of God. And that, so just, if you have nowhere else to start, start with Romans eight. Can I give them a place to start too? Yeah. I love Romans, but another place I would encourage you, especially if it's identity and if you're struggling with identity of who you are and, or who God says you are or who God is, Psalm 139, you're mm. fearfully and wonderfully made. You're knit together in your mother's womb. He knew you. I mean, and so that's a, that's a, one of those verses that is just an anchor in my life or because it just reminds us that God's always been there and he always will be there. And he's got a plan and a purpose for you. And he made you wonderfully made you. So day one, you can do Psalm 139. Yeah, just day ease two, into it. you can do <laughs> Romans 8. Hardcore Old, Romans 8. Old Testament, <laughs> uh, New Testament, uh, it's all good. Um, so, um, but whatever you do, however you do it. And you know what? Just do it. Yeah, just, just do something. Just Our pastor says all the time, just, just one step. Just yeah. take one step. Find your Bible today. That's yeah. all you have to do is find it today. Tomorrow, read the Psalms. The yeah. next day, read the Romans. You know, and, and if have you a God do it, conversation. And if you do it day one and don't do it day two, that's okay. Do it day three. You know, I mean, whatever it is, just keep getting back on the horse. Keep keep getting, um, just keep pursuing God. Remember, the top of the house is pursuing God. Pursue God with all your heart, and you will see great things start to happen in your life, start to happen in your family, start to happen as you overcome. God is an overcomer, and He gives us the power to overcome in so many ways. So any last words, Suzanne? I was just going to say that it's just one step at a time, one tiny step. And so do the one thing today. And it can be simple. You literally can just say, thank you, God, for my life. Thank you, God, for my kids. Thank you, God. Um, do the tiny things. Just pick pick a thing to do. And tomorrow, pick a thing to do. And the next day, pick a thing to do. And then you don't want to know what? By the end of the week, you're seven steps closer to God. You're seven steps more into the relationship with God. And just continue to pick a thing to do. Yeah, why do we call it Crazy Cool Family? Crazy because God's ways are crazy. So go pursue God. A purpose this season, this school year. Purpose to pursue God in a crazy way. Purpose, what does crazy mean? It just means different. You know, crazy people are different. And just pursue God in a crazy way. And in every way, you'll see the benefits of that as you just step into more and more of what He has for you. So go be crazy, parents. Crazy in your pursuit of God. CrazyCoolFamily.com.